This week on Foster Care, An Unparalleled Journey, we're going to finally get to hear our sixth and final installment of Standing with Turtle. If you haven't already heard the first five episodes, please go back and listen to those. The whole story will make a lot more sense that way. Also, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to this on, and leave us a rating and review. It really helps us. Also, be sure to visit jasonmpalmer.com and check out the website. There's a blog there with show news and updates and foster and adoption information. It's time to get into it, so let's go. Happy as could be, he didn't understand the proceedings. He didn't know what was going on. But I think every other adult in the room felt the power of that moment. So we walked out and they had a beautiful little gazebo down there, right overlooking a little creek. And it's kind of a weird juxtaposition the way they had that place set up. But it was like, it was just like the right place that day. And we took like family photos on the gazebo and. I've got a whole file of them in the computer somewhere, and I guess well, I guess our kids don't have to put up with what we do. Is you know, at our age, we we get gifted all the boxes and boxes of pictures our parents had stashed away in an attic and never looked at. We'll just give our kids a digital archive so they can carry it on a hard drive. <laughs> but those pictures will hopefully last for a long, long time, not just in our lives, but in his life and in his heart. And something he can show his kids and grandkids. And we really want him to understand, you know, that, like, our family is not a traditional family. We've got whites and tans and light browns and dark browns and you name it. we got colors and genetic code all over the place. And it's nonetheless a family. I mean, I will challenge you to mess with my little girl. When my 18-year-old is standing by. By the way, he's six foot four, about 250 pounds. He presents a bit of an intimidating figure when he chooses. So if you think you're going to mess with her when he's standing there, I'm just going to say good luck to you. Because that's part of what family is. We protect each other. And that's what we've been doing for two and a half years at that point. Three years, something like that. Finally, we could just breathe a big sigh of relief because the thing about foster care is that there's nothing set in stone yet until the judge goes bang, bang, bang with that gavel. You don't know how it's going to end. Until even then, you've got 90 days. That's true. (laughs) Well, I didn't think about that at the time. (laughs) And we weren't thinking about Mom did not have the means for that. Angela did not have the means at that moment. But like you said, you you just... You never know. We were were pretty positive that she wasn't going to get her stuff together. She hadn't done it in all this time. But to finally have that relief... You know, and I, I, you know, I still remember that day so clearly and, and what we were all wearing and the smiles and the tears and, and the joy. And I remember being able to look up to the sky and say, baby girl, we did it. 
Yeah. We did it. And I look at our little boy, who is now a Jason Jr. And, you know, forever my baby you will always be. And that's just how it is. It is. And we tell him the story all the time. You know, different pieces. He'll ask us all kinds of pieces of the story from time to time. And that's one of those things that a lot of people might disagree with us on. But it's okay. You can be wrong if you want. We... We've kind of learned over the years. We've been wrong before, too. Yeah. You know, we tell him a story. We tell him the truth. We tell him that his his biological dad died from a drug overdose. We tell him that his mom is still alive, but she's in the throes of addiction. At least the last I heard she was. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen anything from her in a while. But last I heard, she was still in the throes of addiction somewhere, just struggling. And we tell him those stories and we tell him about going to his dad's funeral and we tell him about the struggles he had. We tell him about the seizures. We tell him about daycare and his his distrust of people. We tell him about these things because that's his story. And he should own his story. He should know the truth because I don't want him to ever think we're lying to him to hide anything. That deep honesty has come back to me in spades with some of the other kids we've had over the years that creates a lot of trust that's such a powerful thing for him to know what his story is and to also know that that that's not all of his story he gets to write the next chapter you know and he's he's six now so he's not ready to figure out how to write the next chapter of his story right but he's old enough to realize that he gets to make the choices that define who he is today, at least. And we know that that'll change who he is tomorrow. But he's also getting to be a six-year-old little boy. Kindergarten, soccer games, friends, learning. You know, all the things that should be in a normal day-to-day life and routine. Not running the streets. Not wondering where your next meal is going to be, where you're going to sleep. Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be rainy? You know, our son will never know those days again. Yeah, not hiding from the people in the house who are, who are high on something. You know, he's, he lives, he, he knows what a safe place is now. And a lot of kids don't get to experience what that safe place in their heart is. To walk into the house and feel like this is home. I won't be hurt here. And that's been a challenge for us to make certain that that's part of what we foster in his soul. Well, yeah, because, I mean, there's times you you watch him. He's still, to this day, he's still watching the world. Oh, yeah. He's watching people. He's looking for the clues. He's looking for the signs. And I can tell you that if I don't get my intuition, all I have to do is look at my son And I'll know all I need to know about you. Because he's going to let me know. And he's spot on. He absolutely (laughs) has a radar for people. He has built that intuition probably in those early years. You know, things he doesn't remember, things he doesn't know why they exist. But he is able to read a person. And if he will stare at you down or if he will walk away from you, I know there's something about you that you're trying to hide from me. He He has a reaction there that's... It's a powerful reaction. That could be a a really beneficial thing for him to learn. 
you know, for him to come out of out of that with that being the, the biggest challenge he faces. That and that and a loss of some bio family because as far as I know, Angie's still messed up in, in her addiction. I don't know much about her mom. Um, I know that my dad passes last year and my mom is in a nursing home and, and Amanda's parents aren't in the picture either. And so like this year, when he went to kindergarten, they had grandparents day. We had nobody to really send, you know, and the school did a pretty decent little deal where they invited all the grandparents out. And I'll tell you what, this, this is a testament to making sure you have good people in your lives. One of the little boys who's in, in, oh yeah, by the way, it's not G anymore. It's Jason. And the, turtle. and the nickname turned to turtle. So I might slip up if I get, if you get too confused, G is Jason is turtle. And that's all the same. Turtle was in school and he, he has a little friend there who happens to be the younger brother of one of our other son's friends. So we know the family fairly well. His grandma showed up at school that day because they're in kindergarten class together. And she saw that he didn't have a grandparent with him. This is why I love having good people around you. What'd she do? She reached out and scooped him right up into her little circle with her grandson, who's best buds with him. And she just, you know, loved on him in school and gave him one more person that he feels like he can trust in the world. They had their Kool-Aid and their cookies and, you know, she bought him a little book and he was just proud as a little peacock when he hopped off that bus. I mean, the smile on his face when he got off the bus that day, because I had thought about it all day long because... It was something that was kind of important to him. He had mentioned it. You don't want your kids to be upset. You don't want them to necessarily stand out and be completely different. Um, you know, you don't want your child to hurt. And so when he hopped off that bus and he was telling me about, about his day and how great it was and all the things that happened, I just cried. I mean, it, it brought tears to my eyes. And the next thing that I did is I took the time to get a hold of that particular person and let her know how grateful and thankful I was and what what impact she had on our son that day because I don't I don't think she knew the impact that she had. You know, she was just doing what she does because that's who she is. You know, she she's one of them. All the kids gravitate to her. She's yep, taking care Nana. of them. You know, she's Nana to everybody. So to her, it's second nature. You know, it isn't anything special. She's not doing anything out of the ordinary. But she is. And I wanted to take the time to let her know that she is. And so is awesome. It's been great having some good people in our lives around that who can really help help these kids in the moments where they need it. Because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'll be able to help a kid with grandparents day someday. But not yet. Not yet. I'm not a grandparent yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not a grandma. So it, it was great to have that that interaction and have somebody who's willing to step into that role. So here we are today at the end of 2019, watching our six-year-old little boy go to school, make friends, be like the social butterfly that he is in school, apparently. We're watching him live the life of a six-year-old, which with where he came from that's amazing that like if you don't know his story you wouldn't know his story he's not one of these kids that you meet and you go wow he must have had he's got something rough going on 
at the beginning of the school year, I did talk with this teacher and say, hey, this guy comes from a dark place, lots of trauma in his background. And if you have any issues, please contact us, talk to us, keep us in the loop. We will help you where we can. But to date, she has not had anything but amazing things to say about him. Just glows at his interaction with other kids, with the teacher. He behaves well. This is not our first child. I know that doesn't mean he's always going to be an angel. <laughs> because I've had some kids that were amazing in kindergarten that struggle as they get older. But he's starting at a good place. Right now he's thriving. Yeah. He's no, he's no longer struggling to survive. He's just kicking back and thriving. And that's an amazing thing to watch, you know. He's a smart little boy. You know, he's he's really inquisitive. You know, the other day, actually, I have there's a podcast on here with me and him. I think it's titled Interview with Turtle, if I remember right. Oh, and it's great, too. I just, I listened to it the other night and made me smile, made me laugh. His words, how he articulates himself. He breaks um, out a four-syllable word in there. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> kind of his new use of a word through that um, interview was great. Um, yeah. You'll have to uh, check it out if you get a minute. But, yeah. Uh, that's our turtle. But he's so inquisitive and and such a thinker. It's, it's interesting to watch him around people. He's a people watcher. And he'll sit there and think. And if you watch, he's you might think he's just a quiet kid who's shy. He's not shy. He's He's checking you out. He's watching you. Yeah, you'll think he's ignoring you. But he's not. He is taking it all in every moment, every second. He's he's looking at it. He's processing it. And he's figuring out what he's going to do with it and how he's going to use it. Looking at the world around him, trying to figure things out. He's still processing through the thoughts of his biological dad's death. You know, he and I set up for like an hour and a half after dinner the other night. If you've ever tried to have an hour and a half conversation with a six-year-old, God bless you. Because that's a challenge. But for an hour and a half, he and I sat and discussed things about heaven or hell or life and death. These conversations with a six-year-old are usually not very deep. This boy dove in deep. Like, he, he's put some thought into it. And he wanted answers. He didn't want just one word, appease me. He wanted real, thought-out answers. Yeah, he, he wasn't looking for somebody to say, oh, no, daddy daddy got sick and he's that he died and now he's in heaven with God and everything's happy. Like, he had deep questions. And it was such an amazing thing to watch that little brain process through such heavy things and do it so well. That's part of what has brought us through this journey with such, such a satisfaction. Happiness is probably the wrong word because we've there's been so much trials and, and trouble and trauma and, and loss and grief and pain throughout the story. But there's some meaning in all of it for us. There's some meaning. I know. I know for a fact that as long as that little boy lives, those two, two and a half, probably three years of hard struggle, they're worth it because that will change who he is. A half a century from now. It's also changed who we are. It's changed us as a family. It's changed him fundamentally. And I know that 50 years from now, that change will have sparked more changes in the future than we can ever imagine. 
his ability to go out and and do good in the world, that's only happened because somebody stood up and said, I'll fight for you once. And that is a legacy of standing with Turtle. Well, there you go. That is Turtle's story, told in its entirety to modern day. However, modern day is different for when you hear this and when I record it. But Turtle has been with us for a number of years. He's now six years old. He's doing great in school, growing up, and cute as ever, and we're having a blast. If you have any questions, you can run by the website over at jasonmpalmer.com. And if you look around, you'll see plenty of pictures, and I promise you, you'll see a picture of him hiding in there, or maybe a bunch of them. Just depends on what you look at. This is the end of this particular series. However, there will be more to come. I have an interview coming up with a lady who lost her kids due to some poor choices to the foster care system for a while. She talks about her trauma and troubles, her struggles with drugs, with the foster care system, with using, dealing, very open and honest about her story. And I believe the story of Amy is going to be a great one. So keep your ears peeled and watch for any new downloads because it will be coming out next. As always, be certain to check out the website at jasonmpalmer.com and the Facebook page at Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey. Let us know what you think we could do better or different or what you'd like to hear. We'd love to have some feedback. Also, whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. It should be on all those platforms. Just be sure and go in there and leave us a rating and review. It really helps the show, and we appreciate it a lot. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you're notified whenever new episodes are added. And as always, if you know any children in danger of being abused or neglected, be sure to contact local law enforcement your local child's protection agency, or call 1-800-4-CHILD. That's 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-AND-THEN-A-CHILD. 